Welcome to Notes from the Electronic Cottage. I'm Jim Campbell. First of all, season's greetings to one and all. No matter what holiday version of the return of the light that you choose to celebrate, solstice, Hanukkah, Christmas, there's a good chance that in addition to gobbling many sweet treats of one sort or another, you may very well be involved in giving and or receiving gifts in this special season. In this year, of course, this special season is special in a different and much less desirable way than usual. We're all trying to stay safe and uninfected by the coronavirus. And that means gatherings are likely to occur via one or another web video service. During this coronavirus time, the web has become an even bigger part of our everyday lives, sometimes to the good, as enabling some folks to keep working from home or going to school or attending religious services or just staying in touch with friends and family, and sometimes to the not so good as when internet service providers raise prices because, supposedly, more people are working from home now, as some poor support service agent told us when we inquired about the reason for a recent internet service price hike. This, of course, is total hooey, which we explained to the poor agent, who knew less than nothing about how the internet actually works, but companies will use any excuse that they can get away with to exploit consumers. And speaking of exploiting consumers, this is probably a good time for us to pay a little extra attention to the myriad of new gee whiz electronic doodads that either have or will be entering homes all over Maine and the country in this holiday season. In many cases, the folks who provided the gifts are not going to be in the same room where the gifts are received and opened. So it might be a good time to offer a few useful ideas to keep in mind when opening those presents and excitingly getting ready to use the new electronic marvels. The first useful idea is don't start using the new electronic device until you set it up the way you want it. We can guarantee that the default settings on the device when it comes in the box are not the ones you'll want to use. And if a user doesn't inspect the way the device is set up and make changes that you as the user are comfortable with, there is a very good chance you'll be sorry somewhere down the line. There are various types of electronic gifts we might want to take a minute to consider before we start using them. Today, we'll focus on devices of a very personal nature, like a smartphone or a fitness device worn on the wrist, or, though somewhat out of fashion at the moment but coming back strong, smart glasses, or a small light tablet type device that can be used in ways similar to a smartphone, but which many people prefer for reading books or writing notes because of its larger screen. All of these devices have one thing in common, Unless a person specifically tells them not to, they provide all kinds of companies with a slew of very personal information about the user. And those companies use that information to create profiles of people, which the companies use themselves to target users for ads, or which they sell to data brokers, who use it for advertising, of course, but also to create profiles that can wind up affecting whether a user gets a car loan or insurance, and how much that person will pay if they do get the loan or insurance policy. As we've discussed on a number of previous programs, 
there are a whole raft of other such uses that are not what most of us would want to have used on us. We can't entirely avoid leaving an information trail if we use a smartphone or internet-connected fitness tracker or even a Kindle or Nook to just read books. What we can do, though, is before we start actually using those devices, go into the settings of the devices, which on a phone or tablet will usually be some version of Apple's iOS system or Google's Android system. Both of those systems have an application called Settings for the underlying system itself. In addition, any applications that a user chooses to use on the device, from playing a game to getting directions in a mapping application to just reading a book, will also have their own settings to explore and adjust to make sure they conform to a user's personal comfort level. Be aware that adjusting a setting in one program or app will probably not carry through to other apps. So, for example, if a user prefers not to have a dozen applications on a smartphone access and collect data about where the user is at any particular time, the bad news is that the user will probably be wise to make those adjustments in the operating system itself first, and then in each application that the user chooses to engage with. This may seem like a lot of trouble just to use a new device. That, of course, is what manufacturers are counting on. People just throw up their hands and say, what the heck? But more often than we'd like, what the heck can come back to bite us where we sit. So what to do? Well, there's a lot of information available on the web about how to adjust the settings in various devices to make them work the way that you'd like them to work not the way the manufacturer or app developer wants them to work. One good starting place on the web is at the Electronic Frontier Foundation's privacy page, where you'll find info on pretty much any topic that affects user privacy, including things like cell phone location tracking, reading digital books, COVID-19 and digital rights, and a couple of dozen other topics relating to the new digital gift you just received. That page is it www.eff.org slash issues slash privacy. It's definitely worth a look and a good place to start thinking about how you want the new device to serve you the best. Receiving a new digital device gift in this holiday season can be a great surprise and delight. To keep the delight and reduce the bad surprise, we might want to take 15 minutes or so and adjust the way the device works to make it as close as possible to the way we want it to work, rather than the way the seller designed it to work. There are, of course, less personal electronic gifts that can show up in the holiday season, like smart thermostats and doorbells and baby monitors, and we'll look at a few suggestions of what to do before using those kinds of devices right here on future editions of Notes from the Electronic Cottage.